He watched every move his majesty made with great awe. The words that fell from his lips were precious to him. He held to each syllable as one might embrace a loved one. He seemed to almost take the master's words into his mouth and savor them as one might do with a great steak or delightful dessert. John's desire was to mirror his master's nature, not simply to have the ability to do great acts. That is why his visit stirred such permeating excitement. John was ready to become a dweller in the kingdom. Oh, please don't be alarmed. His time to leave planet Earth had not fully come. It is simply that he had successfully completed enough of the spiritual exercises that he was now ready to expand the kingdom wherever he went on Earth. He was trustworthy and could be given almost limitless power and authority. John was graduating into a greater measure of rulership. Such promotions only happen to those who capture the king's heart and soul as their own. Even though this lofty position of trust is open to all earthlings, few ever attain it. Most get distracted or disenchanted along the way. To achieve this level of spiritual excellence requires knowledge of the Master's true nature. It also means putting that knowledge into practice in a variety of circumstances until belief becomes more than an act of obedience. His desire is for each person to mature to the place that they can rule with kingdom authority. To do so, however, knowledge and belief must become rooted and grounded in Him. The measure of rule an earthling may have in the spiritual kingdom is governed by the degree that their nature becomes one with his divine nature. As the visit progressed, it became exceedingly difficult to distinguish between the two. By the end of the meeting, had they changed places, no one would have noticed except for the fact that John would never under any circumstance usurp the master or attempt to take his office. It was partly due to that conviction that had brought him into this moment and position. John did not want control of anything. He wanted the master to rule over all. He knew and lived his life according to the knowledge that in the master all was perfect, and apart from him all was doomed. It was not that he was afraid— In various circumstances, John had sat in the place of authority, and the kingdom had extended out from him many times because he was so infused with the king's powerful spirit. In every one of those circumstances, it was the king's powerful spirit and not any authority that John might have had that John relied on. All of those who participated in the visit knew that John was so focused on honoring the king that he would die before he allowed anyone, including himself, to sit in his majesty's place. He loved and worshipped him far too much for anarchy or rebellion to be in his heart. The spiritual ones recognized that it was the undying devotion to the master that qualified John to rule and reign. The reason those who lived in the kingdom were listening with such rapt attention was to hear the meaningful words that fell from the master's lips. Most of them had heard his teachings many times before, 
but even so they were constantly amazed that each time they joined in one of these sessions, they learned new truths from what he said. They all realized that his wisdom and knowledge was far greater than their understanding. Everything about him was too magnificent, too wonderful, and too awesome for them to completely comprehend. Even though they were moved and controlled by the Spirit, they could not contain the fullness of His eternal Spirit. That was one of the many things they loved about the Master. It also meant that life was never boring in the kingdom.